hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. Would you please go to God in prayer with me? Oh God, we are thankful for your grace. Grace that covers us. Not so that we can just hold that grace to ourselves, but so we can send an invitation to all to experience God's grace together. So, Lord, during this time, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So we've been talking about the word invitation. I think invitation is such a powerful word, especially for us in the church, because that's what we are, we are called to do. We are called to continue to, to share an invitation to the world around us. You know, the first invitation we talked about, that was an invitation to live. I don't know about you, but for me, Life is too short not to live it, especially when we have the promise that Jesus gives us in in John 10.10. Jesus said, I came to give you life, not just life, but I came to give you abundant life, to live it abundantly. But there's another invitation that comes with living an abundant life, and that invitation is just to show up. You know, it's good to have that abundant life, but if we disconnect ourselves from the world and we don't share that abundant life with others, we miss the point. We have to make sure that we are active and involved with the world around us to share that abundant life that Jesus gives us with others. Today we continue to talk about invitation, but we talk about an invitation to relate. Now, there are two words that are, are, are batted around. One of those words is empathy, and I'm not here to say that empathy is a bad thing. Empathy is a good thing, but I don't think empathy goes far enough. Empathy is, is, is just the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. However, I think being disciples of Jesus Christ and living a Christ-filled life, we're not called to have empathy. We're called to relate, which means that we are called to have a connection that connects us with those around us. So here's an example of what, what I mean by that. When I came to Texas to go to seminary, I lived in Grapevine. And, and I needed to get a job because Grapevine's kind of expensive. And, and while I was there, I started to work at Grapevine Mills Mall at a bookstore there called Books A Million. 
And whenever I worked at Books A Million, it was over across from the Rainforest Cafe, and, and there was a main entrance there where now I think there's like a Neiman Marcus last call that's there in that entryway. So a lot of people would pour in through that entrance, and a lot of people would make their way into Books A Million. Not just a lot of people, but with it being near Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, Anyone who had a layover who was able to get to DFW Airport would come. All different nationalities, all different places in the country. And they would come in to, to shop around and to kill some time before they had to get back on their planes or, or go somewhere else in the state of Texas. Several times while I was behind the register, somebody from another country who came up who didn't have command of the English language would want to buy a book. And they would come up and they would place the book down on the counter. I would ring it up and I would say, your total is $5.73. And I would get a blank stare. Like I was speaking some kind of other language or something like that. Thank you. (laughs) So they looked at me and they would start digging through their pockets, and and they would pull out different bills and change, and they would look at me with their hands full of money, and they would go, and I would slowly pull out the $5.73, or if I needed to pull out $6, would pull that out and get the change and place it back in their hand and say thank you and have a nice day, and they would walk out the door. And I would tell you, it kind of made me mad whenever I had to do that. I would think, you know, you're here in the United States. You know you're coming. You might want to know exactly what the currency is all about. That way you can tell the difference between a nickel and a quarter and a, a dollar bill and all of this stuff. I fast forward about three years. I took a trip with uh, Perkins School of Theology with Dr. Hahn to Taizé in France. And we had this wonderful layover in Paris. And we got there and we spent our times going through the city, seeing all the sights. And I got thirsty. So I wanted a Coke. And I walked into a corner grocery store and pulled a Coke off of the shelf and walked up to the counter, put the Coke down on the counter. And then in a totally different language that I had no idea what it was, he told me how much it was. And I looked at the, cash, the cashier with this blank look on my face. And I put my hand in my pocket. And I pulled out a whole bunch of French coins and held it in front of him <laughs> as he picked out how much it was with a smile on his face, thinking, what a stupid American. <laughs> See, empathy is looking at somebody coming to this counter at Books A Million and feeling sorry for them because of their not knowing what was going on, relating is actually being in that situation and knowing that I was in trouble and I needed somebody to be gracious and merciful to me in that moment. We have two scriptures that we're going to talk about. The first one is the one that's mentioned from 2 Corinthians 5. 17 through 20. Paul writes, So then, if anyone in Christ is in Christ, 
That person is a part of the new creation. The old things have gone away, and look, new things have arrived. All of these new things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, God was reconciling the world to himself through Christ. By not counting people's sins against them, he has trusted us with this message of reconciliation. So, we are ambassadors who represent Christ. God is negotiating with you through us. We beg you, as Christ representatives, be reconciled to God. The key word that I want you to think about this morning is that we are ambassadors to Jesus Christ. When we talk about reconciliation, when we talk about how we are to, to, to represent or how we are to relate to others around us, we must look at it as we are ambassadors of God to the world. What is it that an ambassador does? What does an ambassador do? I was reading a book recently about uh, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin, for a while, was an ambassador to, ambassador to France. And the book was talking about whenever he received this position, he moved to a small country village outside of Paris. And he did this so he could get a grip on the French language. He did this so he could understand the customs. And he did this so that he could know how to live as a Frenchman before he went into the big city of Paris and tried to relate with the customs and the way life was lived in France. My friends, that's what we are called to do. We are called to be ambassadors of Christ here and now in Royce City, Texas, and in, in the world around us. And we must understand who it is that we are being called to minister to. See, we know that we represent another kingdom, the kingdom of God. And we know that the kingdom of God is already here, but it's not quite here yet. So as followers of Christ, we are to show and guide people at what that means. And it definitely doesn't mean that we force our way on other people. It definitely means that we don't try to make ourselves holier than thou and that we look down on others. But it gives us the opportunity to understand, to know and to relate with others, to share God's grace with them on their terms, on their languages, in their customs. Several years ago, there was a movie called The End of the Spear. It was a movie about uh, some uh, missionaries who went down to South America, and they were there to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the first group of missionaries were killed by uh, the natives that were there. 
And then the wife and other missionaries went down to follow along to, 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 to start a relationship with them. And as they started to talk, they, they began to understand the culture of the people. And when they started to understand the culture, it opened a window for them to share who God was. And the people were able to see because God was already in their midst. They just needed help to see God in person. My friends, we have people all around us that they may know who God is, but they need somebody who lovingly cares for them to gently share with them how God is moving in our lives and how God is actually moving in their lives as well. Paul gives us a great example of this. Earlier in 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, he gives us these words about how he was an ambassador to others. He says, Although I am free from all people, I make myself a slave to all people to recruit more of them. I act like a Jew to the Jews so I can recruit Jews. I act like I'm under the law to those under the law so I can recruit those who are under the law, though I myself am not under the law. I act like I'm outside the law to those who are outside the law so I can recruit those outside the law, though I'm not outside the law of God, but rather under the law of Christ. I act weak to the weak so I can recruit the weak. I have become all things to all people. So I could save some by all possible means. All the things I do are for the sake of the gospel. So I can be a partner with it. See, we are called to be a partner with the gospel. To share that with others. So the first thing that we need to do in order to relate is that we must be willing to relate. We must have that willingness to say, I'm going to put my own agendas aside. I'm going to put who I am aside so that I can get to know the people that God has placed me around. Growing up, I would consider myself to be a bubble friend. And what I mean by that is that I can move in and out of different social groups in my high school. I was an athletic trainer, so I was able to hang out with the football and the basketball players and the track athletes that were in my school. I, I was in band, so I could hang out with all the band kids. I was in choir, so I was, did the choir stuff and musicals. I did drama. I did all of these different things, and I floated around from one circle to another. And for a while, I thought that was great because I had all of these connections and all of these different groups, and, and people liked me. But the one other thing I realized is that when I did that, every single connection that I had was superficial. It was something that I did to, to protect myself. That way I wouldn't get too close to someone else. It was less personal. It was less threatening. See, 
as we grow, our desire to connect becomes stronger. And it beckons that we shift from this superficial reality into something deeper. But sometimes we don't like something deeper. So we sabotage relationships. We make it to where we become even more and more distant. We just keep things light and we run and hide. But when we relate, when we take that time to do that, that deep, hard work, everything we do should be tinged with mercy, with humility, with compassion and genuine desire for others' well-being because we share in joys, burdens, and sorrows that all people experience in life. All people, even ourselves. We have to realize that those connections are important. Once we take the time to invest ourselves and be willing to relate, we must take action. Paul writes in Romans 15.7, We welcome each other in the same way that Christ also welcomed you for God's glory. See, we are called to welcome all. I don't care who you are, where where your status is, but Christ calls us to welcome all to be in relationship with us and with God. This past week, during my disciple class, we've been digging into the Gospel of Luke, where the first four weeks really focus heavily into the first four Gospels. And while we're studying Luke, the script, the parable of the Good Samaritan came up as one of our main discussion points. And you're familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan. A, a teacher of the law comes to Jesus and he asked, how do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus gives the response, well, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You must love your neighbor as yourself. And the teacher of the law gives a question to, to try to trick Jesus, or maybe he's trying to find an easy way out by asking, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells a story about a man coming from Jericho to Jerusalem, and he's attacked by robbers, and he's laying by the side of the road. And a priest comes by and walks right by without even giving second notice. And then a Levite comes by and kind of looks over and this passes by. And then he introduces the Samaritan who may have been, by some standards, should have been the bad guy in the story, but Jesus made him the hero. And the Samaritan took care of the person who was robbed. And after Jesus tells the story, he says, So, who was the neighbor? And the teacher of the law said, Well, the one who showed mercy. And then Jesus answered, Go and do likewise. See, that's how we relate. We take time to go. And do likewise. Go to show mercy to others. This sermon was finished on Friday, but I had to kind of do some rework last night. As I was looking at my Facebook feed, 
and I was looking at news reports about things that were going on in airports all over our country because of an executive order our president signed a few days ago. Now, I will be honest and open and say I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't have a, a, a idea of what it is that we should do, but all I know is I hear the words of Jesus to the teacher of the law when he answers that the one who showed mercy is the one who was the neighbor, and Jesus says, go and do likewise. And I look at that and I go, how are we showing mercy? How are we showing mercy to the refugees that are trying to escape war and torn countries? How do we show mercy to women who feel like their voices aren't heard? How do we show mercy to those who are aborted? See, these are questions that run through my mind. And, and I don't think it's marching. I don't think it's going to a location and, and walking with signs. I don't think it's going to an airport and making a lot of noise and causing disruption. I think how we show mercy is how we treat each other here and now in Royce City. How we show mercy is how we show how God has called us to love as he has loved us. The one thing that I know is that at times we stand and we ask the question, what is it that we're supposed to do? And if you're like me, I shudder because I hear God tell me, go and show mercy. Go and show that there is a hope because I came to experience life like you. I was sad. I was abused. I was beaten. I was killed so that you may have life as one of my disciples. I've opened up a new Facebook group that I'll start rolling out a little bit more because I want to know what you think. I, I want to have dialogue about this because I think we are better if we talk about these issues. If you're not on Facebook and you want to call Jonell and set up an appointment to meet with me, I would love to do that too because I am trying to decide how I am being called as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ to these difficult issues. And I want to make sure that I'm answering the call that Jesus has said to us to go and do likewise. Let us pray. Dear God, our, our world is full of questions right now. We know that there are people who are standing on both sides of the issues. God, we may have people in the sanctuary who are on both sides of the issues. But the one thing that I do know 
is that you have called us to be your ambassadors. You have called us to relate to those around us. You have called us to share the good news of Jesus Christ, even when we may feel like the good news isn't being heard. So God, as we move forward as your people, give us the strength and courage to stand, not so that we have power over others, but so that we can proclaim that you are our God and you are our Lord. And we will live according to your word. So God, help us to be faithful in those acts. And give us the strength to go and do likewise. And we pray this in the strong name of the one who gives us life and life abundantly, Jesus our Lord. Amen.